books of our times. Yeah. I really felt like it dealt Why? with a lot of issues. I think it, it, it dealt with culture, it dealt with character, and then it dealt with information. And you don't often see those three things intertwined so brilliantly. Uh, and by the time I was done reading it, I felt like I really had looked behind the curtain of Wall Street to some degree. I mean, I know it's more complicated than that. And uh, so we decided with this movie that we were going to go for it all. We were going to try and explain it. We were going to have great characters. We were going to go for the whole thing that Lewis pulled off with his book. It's a little different than Anchorman 1 and 2, isn't it? I don't think it's different at all. <laughs> Can you please explain how it's different? Or I didn't. You know, character, character development was very similar. Yes. Because Adam would be at the monitor. Just wanted to tee him up. The same, <laughs> same thing. Well, Adam likes to work. He has a microphone. He sits sits behind his little yes, director's yes, area. Yes. Oh, with and a megaphone. Is it? He has a microphone it's and a it's microphone. A, a, amp, it is. amplified. It's a It's actually it's that loud. Yeah. And he 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 barks orders. No, oh, he, yeah. he he you know gives us. Uh, I'm very German when I direct. <laughs> oh really? I want exactness. <laughs> I want marks to be hit. But it yeah. was similar. It was actually yeah. similar in a way. To Anchorman, except the things that we were talking about. How was it similar? It was similar in the sense that you had a complete freedom to fail. And you knew that Adam would protect you. If you stunk, he wouldn't put it in the movie. That really is <laughs> that's, it. That's nice but it gives protection. you a great, it's a great protection sure. because then you try all sorts you of things. Risk. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And it's, a great, it's great as an actor to be able to do that. So tell me who this is that you portray, Stephen Eisman. Well, um, the character's name in the movie is Mark Baum. You know, right. we've changed the name, and right. it's based on uh, Stephen. And he is a brash, uh, he's a very bold, he doesn't suffer fools. I met with him. Actually, uh, Mr. Eisman showed up the second day that I was shooting yeah. and was, was instructed to, you know, sort of lay low, don't hang out at the monitor. Um, just sort of be on fly yes. on the wall. And within minutes, he was giving Adam notes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was walking on the set, giving me instruction. What? And oh, tell him were about the notes. What? Uh, oh, they were good. They, they, actually, were, they were great. The guy's a smart guy. But yeah. It was like, you know, I went over to him. I said, look, Steve, it's great to have you here, but you can't. And, you know, throughout the movie, when you see the movie, you're aware like uh, Carell doing Mark Baum is constantly getting phone calls in the middle of conversations and walking away from people. So I went up to the real guy and I said, look, Steve, you can't come behind the monitor in the middle of me talking to me he got a phone call walked away like he's always on the phone telling you what you should do yet you love him he's you definitely do. on the side yeah. of the angels i mean he's definitely a good guy That's exactly yeah the right yeah way to put it he has so, a big heart. so did you go to him and talk to him about portraying the role about what he thought about i did a, and look for mannerisms and things it, yeah but it's sort of creepy doing that to be creepy. It's creepy. It's, well, you sit with I somebody. That's what great actors did. Well, it's it's weird because you don't feel you don't want to feel like you're stealing their soul. You know, you don't want to feel like you're examining them. There's some sort of science project when you're sitting across from in a little diner on the Upper East Side. Yes. You know, ooh, look what he did with his hand. That's just weird. That's yes. you're doing it, yeah. but you don't want to feel like you're, <laughs> yeah. you know, you're. Um, you know, taking advantage in any way, and you—I just wanted to be respectful and and to pay respect to him as a person in the portrayal. It's hard to say after your last performance, it, or the last one that was nominated for an Oscar, that anything is a turn for you because you've already made the turn. <laughs> that can be interpreted so many different but no, ways. But in the best possible way, don't you? You know what I meant, don't you? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Adam's going through the same sort of thing because he's known for 
Anchorman. Sure. But I think anyone who knows, I've known Adam since 1990, and mm. anyone who knows him knows that this is not this is not a big surprise. Everyone, this, that, the fact that he would want to make this kind of film, and that he would do it so uh, so elegantly. Yeah. I mean, it's it's he he's so smart and so passionate. Um, it's it's a perfect fit. Somebody said, or in writing and reading this piece and other pieces about him, and we've talked about it with Will before. That in a group of comedians, he's the funniest guy in the room, even though you've never seen him on screen. Definitely. Really? Yes. Oh, absolutely. He's the guy, well, with the microphone at the monitor, he's the one <laughs> lobbying those lines out that are everyone's favorite lines in the movie. And your job is to try to say it without laughing and without ruining his delivery. Mm. So, uh, yeah, he's, he is the funniest person there. So why no, room, why no role for Will Ferrell here? We actually discussed it. At one point, I said to Will, I go, you know, there's some cameos we could do. And he goes, no, no, no do this one no, on your own. Yeah. This is yours. So, But God bless Will. He still came down and visited the set.